cuestión del tiempo en este avance, vemos en la imagen de satélite fuertes lluvias aún en gran parte del estado, de hecho en el occidente, centro, oriente y sur del país, debido a un canal de baja presión extendiéndose del norte al centro y la humedad de ambos litorales, dejando así estas condiciones para los próximos días. ¿Qué tenemos el día de hoy aquí en la ciudad de Guadalajara? Una temperatura ya de 25 grados, pero se sube hasta los 30, bastante calor a pesar de tener, de tener un cielo de parcial la mayormente nublado. Y estas condiciones las tenemos en gran parte del estado. Colotlán, Los Altos y Ciudad Guzmán, lluvia de moderada fuerte y temperaturas que van de los 27 a los 29. Boom, we are back. Yes, the world's most bullish podcast, bullish Bitcoin banter and bullshit. And once again, the same hosts are in the hot seat. Mr. Orlin, a.k.a. the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, a.k.a. the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlook, a.k.a. the Excellence of Execution, and surprise, surprise, Mrs. No Show, still 114 pods in, No Show. Still no sponsor, and we are still cancelable at any time. What's going on? Um, well, the world's going to shit, isn't this week? <laughs> I thought it was quite an entertaining week. We've got everyone's favourite clown making the news. Well, I don't know if we've made the mainstream media news, but Justin Trudeau, my favourite bit of news here is um, I saw all these posts over Twitter saying that um, there was someone from ESS in the Canadian Houses of Parliament, and they were applauding him. And I went, this has got to be bullshit. And they're saying that he was brought in, because he fought for the Ukrainian army, and this particular division were part of the ESS, against the Russians. So it's a kind of like virtue signaling thing. I'm like, this is bullshit. It can't be true. Can't be true. And then Pierre, um, the opposition leader, comes out and says that it's an absolute disgrace and they didn't vet him. Um, then um, it came out. Then Justin Trudeau did a did a speech about it, but he he said, "Oh, it need, lessons need to be learned." But then he ended up about Russian propaganda. I'm not quite sure how he tried to spin it into that, but he tried to deflect, and then it gets even better. But they're um, Poland are looking at extraditing this person from Poland to prosecute them and send them to prison at the ripe old age of ninety something. So it's just, it's unbelievable, but I doubt this one is anywhere near mainstream media, is it? Whereas this is an absolute massive story. How can you pull out a Nazi? And the fact is, there's going to be a lot <laughs> a lot of Nazis. And you pulled out this Nazi to virtue signal against the current Nazis, aka the Russians. And it's just, yeah, it's an unbelievable story. It's possibly the biggest clown story I've ever read. Yeah. It has got everything, hasn't it? Because usually they do this stuff and it's almost just arrogance of how in their face they are. But this one is just a, it's a genuine mistake. You know, they've, they've kind of let the mask slip here a little bit. They've almost forgotten about their last scam because you got to remember, like, why are the Nazis all over America and all over Canada in very senior positions? They were all given extradition at the end of World War II and put into these senior positions. You know, there was Nazis led the, the supposed moon landing. They've been at the top of pharmaceuticals. They've been at the top of the army. They're, they're all over the very senior industry positions across Canada and America. So I think they've almost forgotten 
that that is the history of some of these guys. I think it's only <laughs> Zelensky coming in and he brought up the whole war thing and the fact that he fought in World War II or for, like, for Ukraine and all that kind of stuff. And everyone was standing ovation and clapping him. But I think they forgot which side of the war that he was on when they were clapping. He's like, he was fighting for the Nazis. Like, and, it wasn't, and it wasn't just like a little infantry. It was part of one of the, the main units of the yeah. SS. And, and, it's, and, yeah. and I can almost guarantee, this is the thing, this is what I said in our group chat as well. I can almost guarantee that Poland and the, 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 all those countries that have been trying to bring Nazis to justice for over the last, you know, in 70 odd years is they would have been asking Canada and asking America for these people because there's, there's records of all these people leaving they didn't do this under like black ops or anything they've all got you know their extradition and the the flight manifests are all there of these Nazis leaving entering America and Canada and then just you never hear of them again other than they they pop up occasionally in very senior they- roles inside the government in some shape or form so but I can I almost guarantee that this. Poland has been asking to extradite mm-hmm. these people back to go. They've they've escaped to your country. They're doing. They may not have committed any crimes, but we want to punish them for the crimes they committed to our people. And I would love to be able to see the the replies from Canada and from America. To but basically, pretty much, I can almost guarantee was look. He might have come here seventy years ago, but we've got no clue where he is now, or something of that nature. That's just like mm. basically dismissing it. And now they've accidentally put one on TV in the Houses of Parliament and gave him a standing ovation. So now Poland's right. Right. You can't deny that guy. You don't know where he is. He's fucking right there. We want him. (laughs) He's going to go from a standing ovation to a prison cell (laughs) inside a week. But I just can't fathom how it's got past all those, like, sanity checks. Like, it's like, uh, Trugo goes, oh, yeah, let's find a Ukrainian war hero. And then someone goes, oh, yeah, I found someone. They fought in World War II against the Russians. Surely someone must have looked at the, um, you know, like this. Oh, this isn't oh, right. Hold on. The Russians yeah. were on our side, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, Russians I just, Big Russians couldn't have been on our side. They're it's the almost death. it's almost like they did it on purpose to see if people noticed or <laughs> yeah. big sister. Yeah, but then they noticed, and now it's hugely embarrassing. Although it's, it is hilarious. Like you said, like, literally, it's so embarrassing. And somehow it's still the Russians' fault. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, what <laughs> he starts going up with you like, on a Nazi. It's just like the Russian propaganda stuff, which goes on at the end. You're just like, my God, like, this is someone who is, he's one of the dodgiest fuckers who has ever come out, but he's arrogant. He's part of the WEF. You know, he yeah. does these kind of things. But I, I do wonder whether it's just the pure arrogance. He's just like, no one care because I'm Justin Trudeau. I'm a good looking son of Castro. I get away with all this shit anyway. No one seems to care. I'll do this now. I mean, what's he going to do next? Raid an orphanage or something? <laughs> and the, the way he talks about it, like the, the, even that statement that he read out, it, it's terrifying, I think, to listen to watch him read it. Or I don't think he's even reading it. He's already, already committed it to memory. He's just speaking it to some yeah. cameras. It's... With, with, he's such a good talker and you can just go, now he believes this and the way he just ends it with, he blames the Russians, you go, this will convince a lot of people. This guy is like a sociopath. He knows. Like, sometimes I think, is he just a puppet that's a bit naive and ignorant? And sometimes he genuinely thinks that lockdowns are good, vaccinations are good and all this money printing is good because you can kind of twist it and go, there is a pretend benefit. The benefit will never come, but 
sometimes you can just be naive and thinking that this big. I think when he locked, oh. I think when he locked down people's bank accounts, threatened to kill their dogs and take away their children, I think the mask really came off him. And now it's just literally, it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. all these t- ticks coming it's along. True, and just going, yeah. But then there's this kind of thing where you've got like a very isolated thing, right? You've got they fucked up. You just kind of you take the L, you apologize, and you kind of move on. But the final bit of blaming the Russians, you go, he said all that of a straight face. Like that this guy is a psychopath. What the hell? Like he can at no point did the Russians do anything here. Like they, this is all you, like one hundred percent you and Zelensky. He's, he's decided the type of to cheer this guy on. But like you just up. said, Doctor, the ten percent was. Um... You know, when things go bad, which was in the pandemic, that's when the mask falls off. And that's when it really started to unravel. Uh, it's like horse, before, like horse face in New Zealand. I can't remember, ever remember yeah. her name. But, yeah, you know, the yeah, mask yeah. really came off when she said, yeah. we will be the sole truth for everyone. And it's just like, yeah. this is, that's literally a quote out of 1984. <laughs> yeah. Because before, we never ever thought of Canada as any type of um, country which had conflict. It was just kind of neutral, wasn't it? It was just always there. Well, they're really friendly. They get stepped on by the US. Exactly. Exactly. They're coming to their own now. Well, it's bizarre, though, isn't it? Because other countries, they are still doing nothing. It's just their government has gone tyrannical against their people. Mm. It's like the, the, the people are still nice it's just the government is now twisted yes. and yeah. it's just putting them through this authoritarianism kind of... and it's it's actually turning these nice polite people into evolution and like they're revolting aren't they it's where we got the yeah. I, I do wonder about the next election the next couple of years whether he'll get in but it's like he's turned into a, a dictator like, like I said authoritarian um, leader like in China or Eastern Europe or maybe even Cuba yeah, we know what yeah. they're, they're testing these young, well-spoken people and they're putting them into nice, calm countries, aren't they? New Zealand and Canada. You can't almost get more placid type countries, no real history of violence or anything. You put in these new, um, well-spoken, supposedly kind of libertarian, like we're for the people. It's all about change. Politics has been corrupt before. Vote for me. And it both works. They Both of these people got voted in. And then what did they end up doing? They went more authoritarian than anyone pretty much in their history has ever done. But they just do it with a smile on their face, always justifying it. Any attack just doesn't stick. It just bounces off. They, they deflect and talk about the far right, Russia, you know, anti-vaxxers, these so, poisonous people. And it's just, you, you look at it and you go, they're, they're clearly testing something here. Yeah. In almost so, like the pockets. And then you go, once we've really figured out what type of person we need, we're going to go and start shoving these people into Germany, into the UK, and into America. And then the game really starts, because these are test countries right now. But my kind of question off this, so we discussed it all, what exactly can the insult be? Can you be a Nazi anymore? <laughs> is that the insult? Is Or is it going to be something else? What exactly can you call people? I think I think Nazi still works. To be fair, yeah, but yeah, Nazis yeah, got applauded. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but, the, but the Russians made them do it. That, that's true. Some kind of Jedi mind control. But but wait, our, thing... our first story anyway. Our first story actually meant is Justin Trudeau related because 
another person like the the guy that's probably been in the news the most this week, especially in the UK, is Russell Brand. Because yeah. we've we've had him on this pod a couple of times, not in person, but his clips because he's been talking out against the government, against authority for the last couple of years. And as we say on this show, I've been going, I wonder how long he's going to be on here for. And he says it a lot on on his show. He goes, this show is not going to exist for very long. Please follow me on Rumble, Uh, YouTube and Twitter and all these things we know, Facebook. They're all kind of controlled by the elite, this media conglomerate that fundamentally are puppets to the elite and the government above them. And at any point, if I say too many things that are, against what they want to hear, I'll be demonetized and completely deleted eventually. And that's what happened to him. So well, it I think I'd be very surprised if he wasn't guilty of a lot of the stuff. Let's be honest. The fact that it's come back, what is it, 15 years later, is kind of like a big question. He's obviously pissed someone off. But I yeah. think the kind he of stuff which he hasn't pissed. Oh yeah, what do you mean by pissed off? I was in he's pissed the the the, the system off or a woman. I don't know. I don't know if it's a person no. or a system or whatever. But the kind of uh, stuff. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm going to say the system because for a long time he's been out there talking against the system, and now the system's kind of got to the point where well, you've got this many followers these people will begin to be, uh, believe and listen to you. We need to quieten you down. Do you remember these things that you used to do in the past, which we were happy to perhaps just push when you're, the carpet? When you were part of the BBC with the nonces and the, and the rapists. Exactly. Now we're going to have to smack you and put you back down to your, uh, to your place. And I think that's what it is, really, because... He's been saying this for a while, but everyone's kind of been like, well, Russell's still high, still on crack. You know, like, no one really pays any attention to Russell. He talks a load of nonsense. But but the thing is, like, if you you listen to some of his points when he did Rogan, you kind of go, okay. But then if you actually listen to his show, it's just constant fear porn, isn't it? It's actually, you know, he's like a pod version of, um, I don't know, the Daily Mail spreading his <laughs> brand of fear porn to get his subscribers to get his money well, you know depends but there's it. truth in fear porn it's oh yeah but there's truth yeah, there's, there's truth, truth but he is peddling his fear porn well he's trying yeah. to expose the huge corruption that comes from government big pharma and the war machine so it's not fear like fear porn is what the media do today where they pretend that we're constantly near world war three this pandemic's going to kill you that's fear porn because it's bollocks. Like what he's talking about is, have you seen this fake war they're telling you to be scared of? Yeah, just so mm. you know it's bollocks. Did you see this big virus they told you that's going to wipe out billions of people? Yeah, it's bollocks. Look how many people profited from it. That isn't fear porn. That's exposing the truth. Mm. Mm. But the way which he peddles it makes it fear porn. And the thing that he, he talks about it, he it. doesn't he doesn't glamorize it in any shape or form. He just stands there, talks about it, and he's constantly got proof points and citations come up on the screen. Yeah, there is an element, Matt, but he's looking to profit profit off it. He isn't looking there to spread the message. His point is to make money. Well, he can do both, right? <laughs> That's like saying Safedine isn't trying to, you know, further mm. Bitcoin. He just wants to sell a book. 
how about he wants to do both? How come? How can? How about he wants to spread the word of Bitcoin and make money along the way? There's nothing bad about yeah. making money. Yeah. If he was yeah. doing weird um, thumbnails and trying to get clicks and then mixing in celebrity gossip bollocks, I would agree with you. But every single video he has done for pretty much three years that I've seen has just been about exposing truth. Yeah. And yeah, obviously he does it in his flamboyant way because he's very entertaining as a comedian. You know, he did a whole special about the pandemic, which I haven't watched mm-hmm. actually by the, at the moment. But I want to watch it, but I found it's been taken off down off Netflix. I was going to say, everything's off YouTube and all sorts because um, this is one thing which I massively disagree with is that somehow it can be demonetized and people from House of Parliament were writing to yes. rumble to take his stuff down. It's like you can't demonetize someone ever. Like Based on allegations. Take, yeah, well, yeah, there's been nothing put to the police. So, and yeah. even if it was to the police, I don't believe you can do that. No, I it's, just it's, don't it's, think it's morally right. Because, because in reality, if anyone wanted to sue him for damages, that's fine, but they have to prove damages in a court of law, and then it would be for an amount of money and agree, agreed by the court, and Russell would then pay those damages. This is just uh, skipping the court system and going, the damages equals all your future earnings, everything. And that, that, why, where did that fine come from? Where, where, it, what yeah, court in the land has YouTube... ever gone? Everything you earn ever again, forever is just kept by the companies that you work for, and you can never receive a penny again. Like that's a, that's a bizarre thing you, to be passed down. Because YouTube just took it down literally with the first ask. Um, yeah. And whereas Rumble basically published the letter <laughs> and said "fuck off," and I went fair play because, like, I think some people are like, "Oh, he's been naughty." I think he's probably been naughty, but I just disagree. I just do not think you can do do that. It's like, um, and the reason why I'm going on like this is because I think it comes into decentralization. Like, how can someone control someone's revenue stream? I know it's their platform, but this is why we need platforms which are decentralized so you can't have a central authority who can be corrupted in this way and it kind of all swings back to bitcoin so i know we've been having a bit of a ramble on um trudeau and brand but bringing it back to bitcoin for a point there yeah well his latest podcast or his show has you know essentially a bitcoin on it and he starts with you know the truckers and trudeau and the fact that that was yeah, we all saw it firsthand that people were supporting people that were protesting against the government. And it wasn't just the protesters that got their bank accounts frozen. It was the people that even donated to them. And then that's yes. why the guy goes, yeah, the first thing the government will do to really hamper any kind of revolution is to freeze the bank accounts of the people that are the most vocal. Because it suddenly turns you in from, oh, right, I have the luxury, essentially, to protest as opposed to feed my family, because the money's here, and my family are good, and then suddenly they steal your money from your bank account, and now suddenly you can't afford your rent or your mortgage or your food. It's it's all now you, you turn into, into panic mode, and mm. that's where Bitcoin comes in. Right? If we if you have Bitcoin, not a bank account, they can't freeze your money from, from a distance. It's going to be a lot harder. They have to come into your home with warrants and actually have to follow a court system to, to try and get your Bitcoin. Who's the person who they had on? I don't know. So, because like, I just want to pick up on a comment here. Maybe my understanding's wrong, but he said, "Why does the establishment demonize Bitcoin?" 
And his response was, because it's blockchain, we can't control it. Yeah, that, that's not perfect. I, yeah, I just thought that's a bit irrelevant. It's basically, it's decentralized. They can't control it. It's not blockchain. Yeah. You know, I just listened to that mm-hmm. and went, have I just misunderstood a fundamental concept? Yeah. Evidently not. His name's Jimmy Dore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was having this discussion about the Canadian truckers um, with a friend, and they're saying, oh, but how many people did it happen to? And the number which I found was like 76. I don't know if it's right. But I said, the number is irrelevant. It could be one. But if they can do it to one person, they can do it to 10 million people. You know, this isn't just a one off. All these people are causing chaos. This is like, fuck you, plebs. Get back in (laughs) your pod and shut up. You don't have a voice and we all do what the fuck we want. Yeah. And people have got to remember that. It's a context. It's not the numbers. It's Mm -hmm. what the future impact could be. Yeah, whether you like or dislike Russell Brown, this is always a thing, isn't it? It's and oh, this doesn't smell past the smell test for me. But let's just assume he did do the things he's been accused of. Let's say every single accusation is true. Still, even if he's the worst person on the planet, he doesn't deserve what's happened to him so far. There's not a single court case, not a single police report. Yet he's had all his earnings uh, stopped from here onwards, other than one platform that has gone fuck you. And he's been, if if anything, all the platforms, he's made his career on Channel 4 and the BBC. They've wiped him from every single appearance on their platforms. Uh, and Without a court case. And, what's that? Without a court case. Yeah, without yeah. anything. Yeah. We're, we're, like, within 24 hours of one document coming out. There's not, even, there's not even a prosecution being put up there. And if any, there's already been a letter from an MP that says, the media now must stop talking about this case because it might prejudice a future, an upcoming trial, which essentially means they were putting a gag order on talking about Russell Brand. And the reason they've done that, in my opinion, is they've got the smear over Russell now. Basically, yeah, he's in, in well, the his, public his, opinion, he's now a rapist. It's been confirmed. Well, here's an interesting part of it, because whilst I think he's guilty of certain things, it starts off saying he's a rapist. Now, mm-hmm. they said, here's the text. And literally, it was a section of a text saying... You, you shouldn't have done that, Russell, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'm sorry. But then the whole text was re- relieved, and it is sexual assault, but it was, he said he was going to wear a condom. He didn't. It was not, you know, the way which they cut the text made it look like it was a rape and him apologising, whereas when the whole text was there, he didn't wear a condom when he, when he agreed that he would. So basically, it's a form of sexual assault, but they basically went full-on rapist. And put a text which they knew to be dishonest. Yeah, and and if that is some form of crime, sexual assault, great, prosecuting for it. But it's fifteen years ago, and we, and the problem is we've been through the Me Too movement, right? That has all happened in the last decade. So all these offences happened before that. Yet, and I've seen a, one of the videos I sort of watched about it was why didn't he get cancelled in the Me Too movement? And Russell used exactly. to be very libertarian. He was a socialist, pretty much. He, he believed in big government. He wanted to change government. He, and he was basically a left-wing dream. He was a hippie. And it's only during lockdown that he converted. He used to hate the right wing. He used to hate capitalism. He used to be pretty much a communist. That's who he was. Just all our peace and love. Let's just put the money in a pot in the middle that maybe an organization called the government hand out. And he used to be one of those guys. 
and they were all like smoking the ganja, like everyone's going to be peace and love, baby. And you go, no, come on, wake up, Russell. It's the real world. You give one person all the money, they fucking run off with it. Like they don't divvy it up equally. They don't run happened. off of it. They take it and then they shoot everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, they build an army around themselves. Yeah. And then they, they're they not stupid. Yeah. It's like, if I'm going to steal this money, a lot of people are going to be pissed over the first thing I'm spending on is a nice big army. And um, and so it's in the recent, like last five years or so that he's gone essentially right wing, as we they like to call it, which essentially means he's starting to call out the bollocks. And suddenly now... The only reason this documentary got made and the only reason these women have come forward and shared all these text messages and stuff, because they got asked to, they got asked by a Channel 4 dispatches, we're making a documentary about sexual assault and Russell Brand. Do you have anything to share? And I can guarantee you when that first message got sent, they had fuck all. But they asked every single one of Russell's exes. And I'd imagine that took him a fucking long time because he's a self-confessed sex addict and has had sex with thousands of women. So... The fact that they've managed to find one or two say, to go with slightly out of order is like, well, of course they're going to have one or two. Jesus. Well, yeah. well quite a lot of them were just like, they didn't like the way which he talked to them. That's literally what a, quite, quite a lot of them were. We'll, we'll wait to see what comes out of the wash. But like Nothing's I said, the kind of like the seriousness, seriousness which they put on it initially is not true. Like I said, with that text, whether the text is true or not, so it may just all be a pile of shite. Um, and then what was it? My wife was saying to me, oh, he's, he's been grooming. I'm like, what? I'm like, she's 16. I'm like, that's not grooming. She's legal. It may be morally wrong, but it's not illegal. Like, you know, morally, it's not something which I would do myself, but it's not illegal. You know, so the kind of stuff which has been pushed around is the smear com- campaign which you're talking about. Yeah, we even, we even discussed that. We had the story on it with Nancy Pelosi explaining how to do a smear fan campaign. At the time, she was explaining how this is what Trump was doing against Hillary, but accidentally, you know, and she's done, and it really, if you look through this, what's happened the last week, it's weird how what we discussed has happened the week that followed, basically, is what you do is you reveal these accusations that are largely baseless. You have little shreds of evidence, but not really, but you just shove the, you shove the smear out there. And what you get from that is you tell all the media to write articles on it. So now, when that ever comes up, you have all these articles from legitimate news sources that authenticate the smear. And now the smear essentially becomes fact because it's been written on all, all these accredited media websites. And you've Ooh. essentially successfully smeared a candidate. We've seen and, it. We've seen it in the last couple of years now? in football. So there's a few footballers who were in high-profile rape cases. And it was yeah. just everything was unloaded to them. For, on them through the media and the most notable one it was loads Indeed. of women came forward yeah and pretty much well it's not pretty much everyone was disproven like it was absolutely horrendous i read the article but people are still smearing him as a rapist and pretty yeah, much... when you read it in full properly and then there's of course of company accompanying videos as well it's just like yeah, you How feel, did it feel quite get that far. Yeah, you feel quite sorry for him because they went they're basically colluding the witnesses because I think in a way, not the nicest person to women. He did objectify them, but certainly not a rapist. And they all ganged up together and tried to take him down. And that's yeah. how it came across in the press when pretty much it was, we're gonna write what happened here, but only for one day. 
and then we're going to disappear and everyone will continue calling him a rapist. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll you... pivot into like sexual assault cases anyway. <laughs> It's supposed to be Bitcoin. And it's why not? We're trying to get banned, aren't we? Uh yeah, we've gone completely off. So we talked about brand. Do we want to go on topic and talk about Brian Armstrong? But it is a bit of a boring one about regulation. Well, yeah, it's an interesting. I thought it was pretty interesting in terms of the comments. I did uh listen and watch the full what 27-minute video. So as always, for any new viewers, all of the links to all of the show stories are available click don't trust verify and yeah it's interesting how he answered a couple of them um off the top of my head because i didn't have time to write any notes down you know he wasn't prepared to throw cz under the bus you know one of his biggest competitors but of course he uh he threw sam bankman fraud <laughs> under the bus and said he should definitely be in prison equally he said he spent time with him as well, which, you know, he was noted that, yeah, you know, and naturally he didn't know anything about what was going on. Um, interesting how he answered the question of the application of Bitcoin and what we've seen so far and obviously the future of that. Um, you know, does he want to or would he be prepared to delist all of these shit coins on Coinbase, <laughs> uh, apart from uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin, or just keeping those two only. You know, he said, no, we're not really prepared to do that because clearly he knows those are the money spinners and he's in on the game. And, and I was like, but at the same time, you're so pro-Bitcoin, but yet you're still trying to make money in the, on the grey market. And and uh, and on those shit coins. So, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting yeah. conversation. So what I just took away from it was about the SEC overreach and how they basically make the rules as they go along, which is causing oh, yeah. issues with innovation. I mean, part of me went, shit coin, who, who gives a fuck? But it is overreach, ultimately. Mm. You know, they should be able to develop these projects without the SEC just coming up with new laws just because they feel like it. Yeah, and the thing is, though, it's not meant to be a law, is it? That's what I liked about his point there, is that Correct. laws need to go to Congress and get officially passed and voted on. And then suddenly you've got these middle regulatory type things, and what they send out is what's called guidance. Yep. There's guidance that, no, 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 it's not a law, it's just guidance. And what happens if I don't follow the guidance? Oh, you go to prison. Oh, well, that sounds like a law to me. <laughs> and, it's, and it's guidance and it's basically laws by proxy isn't it and you, you you're sneaking these little laws in sounds like um, them guidance sounds like you're a racist <laughs> <laughs> sounds like justin trudeau should give me a fucking standing ovation <laughs> but the other thing i liked well the, the thing that i was found interesting is i thought brian uh, contradicted himself once because he got asked the question that uh would you ever do you ever think America will just ban this completely? Or and maybe mm. just allow Bitcoin and Ethereum, I think it was roughly the question. And he went, absolutely no. I don't think that's the thing. Uh, he went, I don't think that's on the table. Because uh, I think they were trying to go, what does your business look like if it's just Bitcoin? And he basically dismissed it and went, I don't think that's what, what America want to do. We want to be the center of innovation, not against it. But then about 20 minutes later, he starts talking about what the SEC did 
and the fact that no one fights the SEC. Right? All his lawyers were telling him, no one fights them. You just settle. You can't beat, essentially, the government. They're always going to win, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, because the settlement on the table was to delete everything other than Bitcoin and Ethereum. I go, hold on, Brian. You said that wasn't on the table. That would never happen. You'd never be asked to do that. Yet you've just admitted that's exactly what the SEC asked you to do, to settle out a court. Like, we'll drop all these charges about all these unregistered securities, provided you unlist all shit coins other than Ethereum and leave Bitcoin on as well. And that that was quite, I think, I think he accidentally said that because he got pushed on it numerous times going, why you, no one sues the SEC? What the hell are you doing? And he went, well, because the settlement was un- unacceptable, so we have to. And he let out what the settlement was. He's never said yeah. what the settlement was before. And the other yeah. thing that stood out to me was Shamath. He's a fucking prick, this guy, right? He's the um, gay guy from um, Sri Lanka. He's ex-Facebook, was like one of the seventh employees of Facebook or something. So he became a billionaire just because he fucking joined Mark Zuckerberg at the right time. And uh, now he thinks he's this big billionaire, big shot. And he, and he used to be a big Bitcoiner, and we chased him out because he started chatting <laughs> shit. And this is the type of shit. What shit was he chatting? This type of stuff, right? He says Bitcoin's just an investment. It's never going to overthrow the, the, the US dollar. The US dollar was fine. And basically, it's just an investment. And all the it's sound money thing is bollocks. And he said it again to Brian here, essentially going. And, and he's kind of going, look, your whole space, Brian, is kind of filled with lunatics that want to change the world. They want to fight the system. And all that essentially is bullshit. And if you want to get mass market, you need to just make these to be much easier to invest in and all that kind of stuff. And I just listened to it and just went, Shamath, no. Your entire premise is incorrect. And the only reason Coinbase exists is because of the lack of sound money in the world. Without that, if fiat was just fixed tomorrow, we wouldn't need this bollocks. This is just... Essentially, it would be a version of a casino, like literally like casino games, like bet on a, the red horse. Let's see if it beats the blue one. That's what you're doing when you buy a shit coin. You're just yep. out and out gambling. You're not trying to change the world, you're not trying to do bollocks. But Bitcoin is to self-custody. And obviously, he's a billionaire. So no matter what happens in what transition, yeah, we know. I don't doubt he owns fucking 500 houses. He's got multiple businesses, multiple revenue streams. He's sorted. Like he'll, he'll survive and roll out. He can just move to a private island. Like wherever we end up, he can just come in and probably buy Bitcoin at a million dollars a coin and still be fine. I can almost guarantee he used to be a big Bitcoiner. He probably just kept 500 Bitcoin on a ledger for, for shits and giggles. So he's going to annoyingly be fine in the transition anyway. But I just find it so arrogant from some people to, to just like dismiss our entire cause and just... He's so pro-American, even though he's not American. He is an American citizen now, I think. But he was born in a completely different, in Sri Lanka. And But he's just, I don't know whether he's been bought and paid for and just told to, to say this now, or he genuinely thinks it. But I just find it it's sad that our entire cause gets dismissed as bullshit just because it it can be seen as a conspiracy theorist, like, oh, they, they, they were the Nazi people, right? They were extremists. It's like, no, we're not. We're, we are literally, in my mind, we're just the, the common sense thinkers that aren't believing all the bullshit the media are feeding us. And we just want an option. Yeah. 
I agree. And um, in terms of the fact that he's rich, super rich, and can have a very small hedge still going on Bitcoin in the background, knowing that he's going to be completely fine, it is exactly what I think he's doing. And he knows it as well, because it's just like, heads I win, tails I win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I yeah. can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And even if you then come back to the conversations that I was previously saying before, and you out me as being wrong, so what? Yeah. Oh, well. Move on to Chase Bank. Yeah. yeah um, it's a good one. It is, worth, into it. it is also worthwhile uh, listening back to the All In Summit that was there with Ray Dalio as well. Um, because one of them also rant and rave on about the book that we rant and rave on about as well. So it's worth the, uh, worth the listen. Yeah, we linked to that in last week's one. We talked about it then. Yeah, yeah. So um, Chase Bank bans buying Bitcoin. So uh, Chase Bank has started to uh, gain a lot of traction in the UK with their uh, high interest savings rate of around about, I think it's 4.5% the last time I saw. And uh, super easy app. Got it myself, uh, downloaded it, but they've gone and done the unthinkable and they are banning individuals from buying Bitcoin. And no, no doubt that's the case of when you are transferring your funds to an exchange, they are saying, uh, 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 no. And I had this myself, so um, so I can speak from experience. Well, their phrase is, we've made this decision because fraudsters are increasingly using crypto assets to steal large sums of money from people. So kind of like, the question is, well, what about pre-approved exchanges like Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini then? Because you're exchanging for a token or coin or whatever on that exchange. How could that be used as fraud? And it kind of, you know, it, it's well, their argument. Their, argu their argument is that they they get you to send your fiat to an exchange that quite often they pretend to be a Coinbase or a Kraken or a Gemini, but really behind the scenes, it's got a spelling mistake in it, and it's uh, a fake and it's a fake exchange, and they just steal your money. But what yeah, percentage? The worst to do it. What percentage of transactions result in that? No, no, point 0.05 or something like that. Tiny, yeah, tiny, yeah. And and, and what, what's, the, what's the default scam? The default scam is just send me your money. You know, yeah, I'm I'm your lawyer. I've got an investment for you. Da, 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 the Nigerian they, lottery, the Irish lottery, the Spanish lottery. Yeah, people have been sending their money to scammers since money existed. Correct, correct. But with it being fear, and if they really do believe that the account is incorrect, because they will have seen a percentage of individuals that send it to Kraken, Coinbase, wherever. And therefore, they have verified the details. It's not like the Coinbase bank account details change. You know, I'm sure if we in our um, signal group all said, OK, what, what bank account details do you have? 
for uh, Coinbase. They'd all pretty much match up. They may have a few, but you know, I'm sure between us, we've all got them. So equally, they've got a volume of customers that will all be able to corroborate all of those um, bank details. So ultimately, they know exactly where the money's going. And the challenge is, what they're facing, is that they're taking in funds and wanting to hold those funds. And of course, as we know, want to monetize those funds, hoping that no one calls in their debts because they're giving them this 4.5% on the other side. And uh, and if they continue to see those funds go out, then well, it kind the, of break, the it breaks point, their... Uh, the 4.5% is all right, so just do it against government bonds. So what's that, five point something at the moment? So make a percent per every transaction over what you actually get yourself. Now, mm. what it, what I see this is, is basically taking away the um, off-ramps. So it's like you've got to keep your money yeah, within the financial course. system. You can't take it off and put it into some other asset. So literally, you can put it in your Chase account. Yeah. Oh, what we'll allow you to do is we'll allow you to put it in BlackRock, in their, um, what they called um, their Bitcoin ETF. We'll allow that because that's paper Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, there's... 420 million um, Bitcoin now. That's why the price hasn't gone up much. <laughs> That's what we're going to do with the BlackRock ETF. So, you know, it, it's just an off-ramp. You know, we saw this with Santander. We've seen it with, is it NatWest and some of us where they said, oh, you can yeah. only take a thousand pounds. And they're being really funny about Bitcoin. So you've heard about people having their bank accounts um, closed because they've had... Um, Coinbase transactions within there, but I think we all use challenger banks in order to deal with Coinbase, and there doesn't seem to be an issue. And ultimately, it's not my primary bank account. Like I have my primary, and I move my funds around to pay bills, then also to go into um, my challenger bank account, in which I can then um, put into Coinbase at will. And there's never a question about where I'm sending my money. Mm. It's my it's my money. Like I still just can't get over this. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. But whose money is it? Mine, not yours. And I think we seem to have lost sight of that as people. Um, and certainly companies have. Yeah. Well, I, I got it. The, the last bit of Bitcoin that I bought, it was um was I took some out to, to purchase a house, but I ended up having some left and I put it, it basically put it back into oh of course yeah you were I also put the opportunity of some shares that I had and yeah a bit of the money in America and yeah and I, I so I was sending relatively large amounts so over to an exchange and yeah I got a call from the fraud team and but at least they were questioning me and, and, and really talking down and being very patronizing but fundamentally still allowed the money to go through but I could I could I knew in that in that phone call if I bit and was condescending back They'd have frozen my bank account. And I now have had the, the pain in the ass of having to get that money out into another bank. And then mm. and then potentially it would have happened again. I'd have hit forward flags again. So there, there's there is skepticism about this email from Chase. There, there's a strong likelihood, I think, that it's fake and someone's mocked this up. But it's it's already been getting posted on routers. Yeah. So it's across the independent, it's across all sky news, it's across everyone at the moment, but they're either everyone's being scammed or bluff, or this is real. But I think even even if it isn't real, you know, I've felt it 
you know, your, your, if your money is in the bank, not only are you at risk of total loss, as in the bank goes down and just steals it, but the, but the biggest problem is they, they can tell you what to do with your money. This is kind of insane, isn't it? I, I used to like the fact that occasionally, because um, occasionally I think the one time I've been scammed is was in New York when I put my bank card into a machine and it I put my PIN number in, I took it out and no money came out. So I did it again and no money came out again. So I went, right, I'm leaving it. And it's about two or $300 each time. And then I got a load of flags on my app and like my app, my bank got frozen and all sorts. And I thought it was a pain in the ass at the time. But I called them up and true enough, the, that money had come out and they knew that um, the the cash machine I'd used had been compromised. And they knew that my money had come out, but it gets put in a little bucket kind of at the bottom and the scammer comes along, takes the false front off it and takes all the money out. So they're like, you've just been done. Don't do that again. Have you got your card? All that kind of... So they helped me. And they basically went, look, we know that $600 you took out. We know you haven't got it. I was like, yeah, I haven't. And uh, yeah, it's in the machine. We've, if, if, if your card is safe, da, 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 we can issue a new one. I'm like, don't issue me a new one. I'm in New York. New York. I'm not going to get yeah. it. And I have this one. They went, okay, well, I'm freeze it. So in that instance, they actually protected me from real life fraud. I'm like, thank you, fraud team. But ever since then, they've just been trying to block me buying Bitcoin. <laughs> and even when I talk to them and go, no, no, it's me. And I know what I'm doing. They go, do you though? Bitcoin is risky. I'm like, well, hold on. Now you're giving investment advice. Like your your job is to go, am I being scammed? My answer was no. Piss off. But, but do you know that what you're doing is risky versus fear? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's <laughs> the funny thing is like if I was ch- ch- sending this to a casino or I was just even just sending it to a, a normal stockbroker and just buying a load of stocks, they wouldn't go, what stocks are you buying? Or even oh, actually, just drink. I would or recommend a more it. diversified portfolio of some Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. In it's like, who are you? Are you a fucking investment advisor or what? But bizarrely, when you say it, tell them it's going to a Bitcoin exchange, they start giving you financial advice. Yeah, like mm. you're you're like you're about twenty five working in the fraud department of a bank. I don't think you're qualified to give me investment advice, mate. Just get back in your box. So- I'm, I'm not being defrauded. So you think about all things which you could do, maybe you're spending thousands a week on alcohol at clubs and so on and whatever. I may just be oh, like... Oh, with the days. Yeah, but <laughs> it wouldn't be like, um, have you not been drinking too much? I think you may be damaging your kidneys. You've been just like, three times this week. <laughs> instead, it's like, do you want an overdraft of 10 grand? <laughs> pre-approved you for a 50k credit card do you want it it's only 20 percent apr you can spend that down at the club and show it to the fly honeys the dreams the dreams anyway so like giga chads giga chads back on the agenda yeah, let's bought another five and a half thousand Bitcoin. Yeah, you know, like you do, yeah. basically one hundred and fifty million dollars worth. But you just see it, and you're just like, mm. you just like it's like the sun rising. You've seen it so many times. It's, it's just this like level of DCA is just fucking insane, right? It is insane. One hundred fifty million dollar DCA. 
it is absolutely insane. And the beauty of it is as well, and I said this to my friend, is that, of course, you know, MicroStrategy was a big company previously, but now it's an even bigger company. And it could be the biggest company in the world as and when Bitcoin goes parabolic. But all of this is happening in plain sight. And so when people say, oh, I didn't see this, or oh, where did this come from? No, no, no. The DCA has been super transparent. Yeah. How much um how much Bitcoin has MicroStrategy got? So I'm just looking at some charts while we're it's, going along. Oh, 158,000 Bitcoin. Yeah. 4.68 billion. Yeah. So I just typed in the market cap, and this is maybe worth looking into financials. But I swear, did it just say? So I'm just going back a couple of pages because I was just um trying to dig more about the historic four point four seven billion is their market cap. Not they have Bitcoin. Yeah, I was gonna say they got more assets on there. Well, no, they are already. Um, you know, they are a Bitcoin company. Their strategy is uh, cloud services and buying Bitcoin. Super simple. Business intelligence, mobile software and cloud-based services. So they yeah. got, they obviously make money from that. Yep. But they've really got, but they got four, money to buy this Bitcoin from, yeah. But they've got yeah. 4.6 billion of Bitcoin and the market cap of that company is 4.4, and they have business on top of this Bitcoin, surely they're massively undervalued unless their liabilities are absolutely huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, right. That's because like, this is the, the market doesn't value them even to the Bitcoin because it doesn't value the Bitcoin at 4.86 billion, is what they're saying. And I think the biggest problem MicroStrategy have is that, yeah, if I wasn't already kind of all in on the asset that I can hold self-custody... I'd be a massive, I'd be all in on MicroStrategy stock, but yeah. I can't self-custody MicroStrategy stock. I don't think it's going to go up as much as Bitcoin either. So yeah, you won't get a lot of Bitcoiners buying this stock, which clearly is undervalued because it's less than Bitcoin. Essentially by buying MicroStrategy, what you get is buying Bitcoin at a slight discount. It's what it was that like about 5%. They're like, their market cap is 5% lower than the Bitcoin they hold. So if you want Bitcoin at 5% off, just buy MicroStrategy. Unfortunately, the cost of that is then you have to hold those shares on a centralized exchange. It can get frozen at any point. So for me, that's that's definitely not worth 5%. So, but it didn't surprise me. But then again, it does surprise me at the same time that their, their, their share price is literally less than the Bitcoin they hold on the balance. So same uh, total liabilities, obviously, uh... I'm not for certain on this site. Two point five billion. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go then. Yeah, because maybe maybe they're, they're buying some of this Bitcoin with debt, so it's not technically yeah, going to be the loan, isn't it? Um, yeah, I know they paid some of them off, but maybe they've they've still got more loans outstanding. So yeah, so well, okay, that makes sense. Maybe they value the business at one or two billion, and then oh Jesus, you look at the chart here. And Jan 21, so actually even before, so September 20, they had a debt of 383 um, million, whereas now we're up to 2.544 billion. So yeah, they are <laughs> leveraging debt in order to buy Bitcoin by the looks of things, if this is correct. 
But that would so be Matt, Sailor thinking and knowing the rate of inflation, yes. the percentage that they'll be paying back, and just give, well, and obviously um, the momentum of the company having been the CEO for twenty plus years. We just keep on doing what we're doing. You know, worst case scenario, we've got the money and the assets in the bank. We can pay it off. It's a no brainer. It's nuts. It is nuts. Uh, it's big balls nuts. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he is going all in big balls so nuts. nuts. And I, I if it pays off. Oh, oh man. Yeah. To have like nearly five billion in Bitcoin like at this price is just that that's the type of money that should be almost unobtainable for anyone. But like he has the potential to you know, 100 x that and more. That's a, that's a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's yeah, traveled be... back in it's like he traveled back in time. He knows what's gonna happen. It's just like I'm gonna stack. You're as far back right. as you go back as 2020. Imagine if it you'd is. gone back to 2013 and started doing this shit. Oh, you you need the adoption. He would have gone too early. He would have taken over too much of the supply. So he needed that supply to actually um, be split amongst mm. hands and become more popularized. So he shows 2020 and the world went to shit. That's my theory now, time traveler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the questions that may ask, because I shared it with him as well, is um, so based on the fact that MicroStrategy are doing this, why are more companies bullish on Bitcoin and putting it on their balance sheet? Back in, I think it was 2021, and this was, I think, before you and I were just about to buy Dr. Evil 10%, and, we, and they had a uh, conference, and there were talking through their strategy and the process of how they bought it why have more not done it i think it's basically the hedge isn't it i think um with if you're pro bitcoin you're going to hold personal um a personal stack yourself and mm -hmm. put it into a company that you run it's a risk because the risk is always that there won't be hyper bitcoinization so you're going to end up with losing your own personal wealth as well as well your job and company so i feel like it's a balance between the two and i think he's just gone fuck it i'll come back in time i'm stacking this bitch <laughs> my rationale would be yeah. unfortunately ever since that conference three years ago it's been down only mm. so all the fds and stuff that went back to go okay we'll buy some bitcoin every time we had a meeting about it by the time the next meeting went around bitcoin was down over 10 percent I love um, buying it when it's 200 grand, though. Well, exactly. Yeah, they didn't really get it. And I think there's, there'd have been, even if there was Bitcoin advocates in some of these companies, they'd have been told, well, look, I know inflation is 10, 20%, but if we'd have bought Bitcoin when you said to, we'd be down 60. So good job we didn't. Um, at the moment, they look right. Yeah. So we need right. to now have the, the cycle where they all realize they were wrong. And when we yeah. blow through it, then they'll be like, oh, so we probably should have bought it at 60. Yeah, we had three years of losing 60%, but then we were never meant to sell it within those three years anyway. This was a long-term kind mm. of asset to the business that should potentially just always be there to underpin you know, the cash reserves of a business. And 
oh now we, now we want to buy some bitcoin at a huge hugely inflated price and oh the dollars we held or the pounds we were holding are all down 50 60 percent now anyway because it's five years later we've lost 20 percent a year oh shit bitcoin was down quicker to 60 mm. but recovered and is blown through we knew fear was gonna erode and halve almost every five years now instead of 15 but if everyone does that, then everyone's in the same boat, right? It's like, yeah, well, you could have yeah. been in a different boat. You could have been in the life raft, but you chose not to be just because of short-term volatility. So, But that'd be my guess. The reason why no one's come out is because we've been in the bear market since MicroStrategy pretty much came in. So they've, to be fair play to them, they haven't lost conviction. They've just been buying all the way down. So they're going to look like geniuses once it goes all the way back up. I also, what do you think uh, happens if that cycle doesn't happen? So, you know, like these patterns are born to be broken. So we've got the next halving coming up. We had um, through the last cycle, what was um, Plan B's, um, what do you call it? Is that his pattern or? or stop to flow. Sorry? Stop to flow. Yeah, stop to flow ratio. You know, uh, if, said... if it doesn't happen, I think he just continues because I think he's so long on it and so bullish on it that you're right, it might not happen immediately, but it will happen. And, and when it does happen, he'll be there ready well, to say it's it. also you, so. you know, we've been on a knife edge for the last year of going into a recession, but somehow we seem to have avoided it so far. Um, this crack's been forming big fucking cracks over the last year and a half, but it hasn't happened. And, you know, mm -hmm. we do go into a full-on recession and the halving coincides with that. No one's got any money. So you may see what, what it, it's broken down to that because we've never had Bitcoin in a recession, have we? No. And you're right on the, uh, the no money front. My, my take on it was uh, regulation. So with Michael Saylor being the majority shareholder, he can actually state, OK, I want to do this with the business. Obviously, it's gone to the board, but yeah, he could still push it through and, uh, you know, say this is what my belief is now after obviously before dismissing bitcoin to a certain extent uh, whereas other companies have not or could not be in the same position as michael saylor so they unfortunately have to all agree and they also need to be on the right side of regulation as well whereas sailors kind of like yeah well yes we want regulation but I can do what I want because I'm the big king around here. Yeah, I I think it could be an interesting cycle personally, because uh, it it does still seem a little bit improbable to me that this four year thing does continue. Mm. I I think it'd be good that if we break out of it at some point and just go look, just it it I know the halving has come in, so who knows the halving does tend to build hype and then. It genuinely does the supply cuts in half. There's always questions about how much that supply really is like limiting demand. A lot of the demand is just the exchanges passing around Bitcoin that people are selling, it not necessarily coming from the Bitcoin blockchain itself in the form of block mm. rewards. But who knows? It undoubtedly does have some form of impact. So it would be interesting to see. I think definitely the four year cycle will 
almost definitely not continue to the same degree because every halving, the supply shock does get less. You know, yeah. by, almost by definition, the, the, the first one was the biggest, right? It went from 50 Bitcoin every 10 minutes to 25. 25. Yeah. 12 and R to 6.25 where we are now. And then we're going to go down to the 3.125. So maybe it's just about enough of a supply shock to, to cause something. But, but in essence, I think with every bull market we've had, there have been external factors that have been happening as well. And it, it tends to be, you can almost follow the price of Bitcoin. It almost follows the, the amount of printing that is going on from the Fed as well. So the, the last we have had... was pretty much funded by the lockdown money. That's that's where the Bitcoin we had have We have had excessive printing ever since. Then again, that money has been flowing into things like Ukraine and um, non-person-centered um, handouts, you know, so like bank bailouts, Ukraine bailouts. They've continued printing and printing, haven't they? Which is why we've seen, you know, prices hiking throughout the world continuously yeah. because it didn't stop for a long time, even after the lockdowns. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah exactly. That's the point after lockdown, because during lockdown, People weren't spending any money. They had nothing to spend it on. So people mm -hmm. were just yellowing into meme stocks and Bitcoin. So a lot of money went in there, even though people's wages were down and money printing was at all-time highs. Like inflation can't really happen when people aren't buying anything. So all that happened is all these intangible assets, like stocks and Bitcoin and shitcoins, all, all, all fucking mooned. But then reality hit once everyone had to go back to work and they suddenly realized, oh, what did inflation do? Oh, everything costs 20 to 200% more. And oh, and by the way, your job's less secure. There's no pay rises come in. Good luck if you even got a job. And then so reality's hit. And then so now we're out of that. And this is where the bear market's come from. You know, the stock market's still down, Bitcoin's still down. So there's an well, argument that to be when, said. When do we go into the print a load of money? When did we go into the bear market? Because it feels like it's been forever. I think that's just the way of Bitcoin. But we went in, it feels like it's been on forever. Like I, I was thinking maybe it happened when the lockdowns were still going on. Yeah, I think it was. It was it November 2021, wasn't it? When it started. And then was it November 2020? It does feel a bloody long time. I've never really been in a cycle this deep. So I look at the price of Bitcoin. I, said, I don't look at these charts. Yeah, so never look. Uh, no wonder he's disappeared. He's preempted this conversation. Five years. No, yeah. So yeah, November twenty twenty one. So we've been in it for not not even two years. Unfortunately, it's felt like a long time, but it feels like a lifetime. Yep, we're not even. Yeah, we're we're not even two years in. But yeah, two years is a long time to go down. Only it's it's been painful. Yeah. Bear markets it, always feel longer than they really are, and then the, the and the bull market always feels really short. And before you know it, you're back in the bear again. You're like, oh shit! I mean, that ultimately, you know, we can come up with models, predictions, whatever for what's going to happen. But there's only one way, one way to um tell. It's going to be what actually happens. Yeah, everything yeah. may be broken, like you said. But anyway, um, should we move on to the next story? Um, it's. I think this is just a collection of clown stories, to be perfectly honest. The next one's about the UN. They want to stop misinformation. So Miss Melissa Fleming, there's a video here. Are you going to play it? Because it's quite a short one, isn't it? 
Nah, I don't want to. She's horrible. It's one, one, one minute 45, but it's it's like this like kind of like arrogance that we're going to be the truth. Like we talked about it with Horseface from New Zealand. So that she, we're going to be the truth. And she mentions right at the start that they could call up social media and tell them to stop things happening. You know, boot a user, stop an article. But firings at Twitter have left us with no one to call. And you're kind of going, how dystopian is this? Literally, they're dictating. It's like, oh, but they're really good. Are they? Should we go through all the US wars over the last 50 years and talk about how they're not good? You know, like I mentioned when I was reading, um, what's it, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, talking about Panama, Ecuador and various others. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So for an organisation linked to the US to dictate what's true and what's not, it's just, it's ridiculous. And they want to elevate reliable information around COVID and climate. Is COVID still a thing? I know. Apparently it is. They're pushing a load of shots and they're saying it's going around again. But but yeah, it, it's I always find it interesting where they go, misinformation is basically they treat it like a, a weapon of war. I think that is what what New Zealand, the XPM, said in her new WEF role. And I just look at it and go, well, what really what damage have people that deny climate change done? People that were anti-vaxxers done because we were told the anti-vaxxers is a pandemic of the anti-vax thing. And history has shown us that, well, actually, the anti-vaxxers that didn't get vaxxed, if anything, they were the safe ones. The people that did get vaxxed ran the risk and it didn't stop you getting COVID or passing it on. So I'm not sure what the point of taking it was. It just stopped you from dying in some shape or form. But so the unvaccinated, uh, <laughs> it gave you a it gave you a further risk. Whilst yeah, it gave you a whilst it isn't risk. killing everyone, it still entered a risk into your world which you didn't need. Yeah, and it and it's so it's so I'm just kind of trying to go. So what happened there? Like, did, did millions of people die because of misinformation during? Well, this stuff? I, like, I well, thought no. it's a, it was a winter of a, of death for the unvaccinated. Why aren't you dead? I know. <laughs> I'm still waiting for this massive, like you know, flood of unvaccinated people that died, and it never showed up. And even if it did, it's like, well, the people that were the dissenters that didn't believe in the government died, and you go, well, that's actually the way around it should happen. But their argument was, no, 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 they're going to pass it on, and they're going to get to a little granny that is vaccinated. And my argument always was, but if she's vaccinated, she's fine. If the vaccine worked, like, why the fact that? But anyway, you just kind of go, so where was the crime? I, I, I can't find one. And then you go, right, okay, there's a load of climate deniers, right, that, that, that deny that the climate crisis is real. Right, what's happened there? There's billions, if not trillions of dollars going towards fighting the climate crisis everywhere. Every government is brought in. Every single government summit, climate is on there. And they all are promising more and more money, trying to get to net zero all over the fucking place. You know, we've got protesters in our land, in our country, literally trying to make the government do even more because they think that we're not doing enough. So I go, so hold on. How is my tweet talking about the climate crisis being bollocks? Change anything. I have no power here. All the power completely agrees with you on the both issues that you talked about, which was COVID. They want to spend a load of money on vaccines, lockdown masks, all that kind of bollocks. They got sign off for everything. They did whatever the fuck they want. Just some people went, fuck off, we don't want it. Same with the climate. They've got 100% sign off. 
they've just got a blank check to do all this green energy, wind farms, solar panels all over the fucking place. They're going to dig up half of Africa to make this stuff. So who's what, blocking that? Like, what what, what is the disinformation doing? Other sounds, than waking like up we, people to tell them that they're scamming you. That's all we're doing. It sounds like we need to bury some more trees and have some <laughs> carbon dioxide um, processing plants in its place. It's basically... I, I, I would just love it's... to see a crime. I would love to see something where people like me said it was bollocks, and because I said it was bollocks, a load of people did a thing then died. Yeah, or, or, or you may, or you increase the temperature of the earth by two degrees. But I'm the, reading, the, 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 uh, yeah, I'm reading a book by Al, I think it's Alex Gladstein, and it's called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, and it talks okay. through kind of like these fallacies. And um, one of the leading climate scientists, he's been harping on that if we don't slow it down, it'd be by four degrees, and he's been saying this since the eighties, I think it was, or seventies, and it's gone up from like zero point one eight in that time degrees. And even that's debatable that it's gone up that far. And that's with, you know, all the things swung in that favour. And so it's just like, there's no proof to this whatsoever. But then it's also, if you make everyone move away from fossil fuels, you're going to make the poorer, poorer. And it's only and you won't be able to support a grid. You won't have means of production. You won't be able to feed them. So literally, if you don't have this energy, you won't be able to feed the six billion on Earth. So basically, you're planning on starving three quarters of that population. And that's the insanity which we're going down in 2030. Is like if we actually go the what is it net neutral, it will mean billions die. Mm. Well, funnily enough, when I was just off camera, uh, I suspect the um, the eldest kid potentially might have COVID, <laughs> so it is back. Yeah, it's <sighs> yeah. It's it, guess what? We're coming into flu season. Yeah, we just we've had our first cold week, and flu's come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but so it's one of those things. Like, relax, take your time, get over it. You know, take it easy. And it yeah. is. It's just one of the things in the ecosystem, unfortunately, now, isn't it? Yeah. So, move on. Just to Reddit. <laughs> The Redditors just hate Bitcoin. And I've seen this a lot, right? So this is on UK personal finance, the subreddit. I am also banned from this Reddit as well for the same reason. Because this is someone you're, you're describing... a lot, though. Yeah, my, my entire account is now banned. But whatever. What, I want what, was, your entire, what was your account banned for entirely? Um, It was a COVID-related thing or climate change. I, 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 I was I, gonna I, say you won't you won't criticize this songs what uh what's it called waifu no no <laughs> but uh but yeah so we've got we've got a guy here in uk personal finance he wants to sell a house in turkey he wants to get the funds into the uk he's having a bit of trouble and so one redditor just go it's just suggested to him try bitcoin bitcoin's a good way of moving money across borders without or the regulatory chain um, kind of hassles. And not only did he get his post removed by the mods, he then got banned from the subreddit completely, which, I mean, it's just it's just funny that the state of the world that we live in right now, where who knows if this is just a person that is just hates Bitcoin, or if there's something more nefarious going on here where the people running this 
I, I think it's year. illegal. I think it's illegal in Turkey, though, which is the issue because I think um, Erdogan banned it because he um, pushed um, Turkey into yeah, so mass you, inflation. So you'd, you'd comment saying that, though, wouldn't you? And go, that's illegal, so be very careful if you are going to yeah. do it. I right. mean, the rules which they've listed, it doesn't fit any of the rules. Like, like I said, I think it is illegal. So I think that's a problem. Say, you know, you, you'd say, send a message saying, appreciate your comment. But, you know, in Turkey, it's illegal to buy Bitcoin. So we've removed it just so they don't do it and get into trouble. Whereas it is a bit, you know, it's a bit odd. But I don't know if it's bootlickers or it's some kind of social media presence. Mm. Actually, yeah, I've seen their, their point four is where it fall into. It's don't make contextless recommendations of crypto meme stonks, penny stocks, etc. So I, I'm guessing they're gonna they're bundling that in with oh you mentioned Bitcoin that's crypto and the meme stonk so you're banned and, and clearly it isn't it's it's a legitimate potential solution for this person because the thing is like Turkey it probably is very hard to get money out of the country yeah you know, we know they're really mm. struggling with inflation so their bank's going to be even more cautious of mm. putting large amounts of money out of the country they don't want yeah. it to leave there because it's every bit of money that leaves the Turkish lira and goes into GBG pounds further inflates their money away. So they're going to try and stop it, which is why this person is asking the question, like, how do I get this money out of the country? And Bitcoin is a genuine solution because anything you do is probably going to be some form of either grey or just outright illegal because the country you live in has gone authoritarian. So just because it's illegal doesn't make you a criminal necessarily. It just means your government are criminals. So they're they're blocking your escape routes and going, oh, if you run out that door because this room's on fire, you're a criminal. You go, mm. oh, yeah, technically <laughs> by your definition, but I'll also be out of this room that's on fire. So I'm running out of the room, dickhead. And that's what this guy's trying to do. And I think pain. you're um I think you're not stating how they'd phrase it. If you run out of this room, you're a Nazi and a racist. Yeah, you're probably racist. <laughs> or you stay in here and burn like the rest of us. Yeah, it's like, hold on, but you've got a fireproof suit on. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just in my swim shorts. Yeah. Um, why do you think that this has appeared on Reddit in terms of like sometimes Reddit is pro Bitcoin, right? Well, but most of us subreddit, so only on our Bitcoin. Got, you've got a load of people who have paid unpaid mods. And um, they do vary from, um, I think it got worse about five years ago, where it went very, very left wing. So pretty mm. much no one could be offended. If someone was stating a left wing opinion and it got criticized, the other person was banned. So it went quite extreme. So you kind of learned to stick to just specialist Reddit. So like Bitcoin or, you know, if you're into something like um, cycling or whatever else, you just stick to those and not look at any general messages. So it, did, it, it changed massively. I don't know if it was change of ownership or who was running it, but mm. it just went a little bit extreme. Um, so you do end up with this, and it really got exposed during the lockdowns. I say lockdowns because I refuse to say pandemic, but during the lockdowns, it was pretty much if you said, we shouldn't be locking down, you're a Nazi and you got banned off the whole thing. Yeah. So actually, just, just to call back to our very first story, 
you remember the the woman MP that wrote the letters to all the social media websites to basically tell them to demonetize Russell Brand? Her husband works for the army, and he is in the psychology psychological warfare division of the army, and they literally his main role during lockdown was to counter the disinformation that was going on. And when you read into that, it means creating hundreds, if not thousands of sock accounts all over various social medias and posting pro lockdown mm. propaganda. That was her husband's job. Well, do you remember? And I know posts? for a fact, I spoke to a load of these guys because I used to talk to them and go, are you being paid? To, are, you, are you a government employee? Because no way is someone just an average person spending this much time and has this many kind of talking points of this many links to various different sources. <laughs> you are like, clearly what, a government shill and uh, they would just block like, what, me what, and move on. What about you, mate? And you're like, I'm unemployed. I don't have a job, lol. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, got time so, for this shit. Well, the thing is, like, when you look at their replies, it's so clearly copy and pasted, right? It's Because oh, mm. everything you, is cited. I was going to say, do you, do you remember, like, the, the chunky ones, the emotional, with no rational thought? They're like, emotional blocks of text mm. to like spur on people whereas you looked at it and went there's no rationality behind there's no logic it's literally an emotional argument so literally you and when you see them and you copy and paste into google or you copy and paste into twitter and search it and you'd found find thousands of these posts yeah in there and it'd be you know someone's copy and pasting against all these threads but yeah, it's that, funny that they're, they're literally the, like, the ones at the top of the thread, so they as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're just like they just throw a load of shit out there and hope some of it sticks. But it's just funny how the the woman that essentially wrote this letter, which by the way, I also found out about this letter. Her her whole department was like up in arms about this letter. Like she's the head of it, but usually things start in the team and get kind of pushed up to her for approval and then kind of sent out. She just wrote this letter on her own. All very sus, right? It's just, you know, broke all protocol just to do this and send it out. And didn't uh, talk to any of her team about it, rushed it out on her own. How spoke it goes. To, spoke to and her husband is she? literally the head of the PSYOPs department for the army. And you go, all oh, right, well, they're two fucking peas in the pod, aren't they? But anyway, yeah. um, let's move on to nice, more corrupt politicians. Well, this is a great story. <laughs> so, like, I don't think I paid any attention to what this guy said about El Salvador. But in 2022, he said, so his name's Bob Menendez. Is that how you say it properly? Just got too many ENs in it. Um, yeah, says, yeah, that's right. El Salvador adopting Bitcoin opens doors to money laundering and corruption. And he's been indicted for corruption. Um, bribes and cash and gold bars and you're just like you could not make this up could not make it up that this has happened but he has come out and said it's a smear campaign so that's been a note across um, social media but you're kind of going it was found at your home mate how the fuck was it a smear campaign (laughs) I suppose he the money and the cash and gold he could be legit right it could be that's that's what he's claiming but the, what the, the accusation is, is, no, this is corruption. Yeah, At least bribes. Is, isn't it? Like, he's on, what, 100 to 200 grand a year, and he's got 580 grand in gold and cash lying around his house. Yeah. Not a chance. 
<laughs> this is a misuse of this word smear campaign. It's like, no, you got caught red-handed, mate. He's like, smear campaign, smear campaign. Like, no. But it's all no. it's always funny how it always seems to be the Democrats. They keep on saying the Republicans are the bad guys. I'm not trying to take take sides because I don't like Republicans either, but it always seems to be the Democrats. And it's absolutely insane. Like they're putting themselves out as being left wing. They care for the people, but it's always horrendous. Um, I did ask myself a question. He's taking his bribes. If he wants to make money, why don't you just speak to Nancy? <laughs> He'd have some tips. It's all kinds of people in um, Congress have been making mad gains on their like 200 grand a year salaries and getting like net worths of 50 million in a couple of years. It's interesting this as well, uh, because if you've seen the latest posts around the HS2 rail <laughs> yeah. uh, system, and I was searching through the comments, and people are actually um, really cottoning on to the whole money laundering and uh, the ability to, you know, print money and and scam the public and. And, and it was interesting to kind of, I was just looking through the comments just to see that. Nothing else, like someone legitimately said, where I live, this railway will actually help me and my family and for me to be able to actually, um, you know, be on the transportation line. So that was great. But really... They're saying that now it's going to cost an, an extra 80 billion on top. Is it? You know, and, and so really Bob Menendez, I'm sure, has probably um been involved in some projects that weren't projects and somehow just landed into his house. I was gonna say, and half a million. That's the tip of the iceberg again. Like yeah, it'll be yeah, he'll be course. in like um Cayman Island bank accounts and all sorts. He'll probably have a bit of Bitcoin as well. He's getting the right payments. So <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 the loose change that you had lying around the ass. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think we'll be a lot more there. Like yeah. they what is it? I've seen a post where they want to introduce the tracking of payments over six hundred dollars, which inevitably mm-hmm. would become lower. But they're going, the government works for you. Like you shouldn't have to have your have your payments explained, whereas they, the people who work in these conversations, they should be monitored twenty four seven with mm. all these payments and all the flow of money for anything linked to what country did he go to, what did he lose documentation for? Really, everything exactly. should be tracked. Everything should be tracked. Which contractors yeah. did for a, for a government official? For a government official, everything, internet usage, everything. <laughs> Yeah, and especially, right. and the thing is, that I, I would, I would even go like, I, I just want to know the financial stuff because that's where the real corruption happens, right? So, yeah, it's just like, yeah, what, what stocks is he buying, and 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 then when does he sell? And any big stocks that he makes big gains off, there should just be a very just cursory look to go when he bought these shares. Was he involved of in any? Did he have insight to any information that well, could have influenced him knowing was that, that a, stock was, was he called cool insider trading? There's the account on Twitter which keeps on pointing it out, but yeah. nothing's ever done. And they've asked Nancy Pelosi, do you think people should be able to trade stocks? And she's like, it's fine. It's like, what she, once again, earns like 200 grand or something, has a net worth yeah. of 200, 200 million. I know they 
claim it's her, her, her um, husband's, but the trades coincide with precursor information um, for regulatory information within a certain sector, which then affects those stocks. And it's always got a pattern. Yeah. And if anything, they always use a straw man to go, oh, it's really unfair just to block us from investing completely. And I go, okay, I, I will probably largely agree with that. But insider trading is still a thing, right? So allowed and to investigate. It, it should be an index only. It should be S&P or something like that. Yeah. It's just a bit ridiculous. Anyway, uh, our last story of the week is just a, just a good old meme, which... I can include now. Del tiempo en este avance, vemos en la imagen de satélite fuertes lluvias aún en gran parte del estado, de hecho en el occidente, centro, oriente y sur del país, debido a un canal de baja presión extendiéndose del norte al centro y la humedad de ambos litorales, dejando así estas condiciones para los próximos días. ¿Qué tenemos el día de hoy aquí en la ciudad de Guadalajara? Una temperatura ya de 25 grados, pero se sube hasta los 30. Bastante calor a pesar de tener, de tener un cielo de parcial la mayormente nublado. Y estas condiciones las tenemos en gran parte del estado Colotlán, Los Altos y Ciudad Guzmán lluvia de moderada fuerte y temperaturas que van de los 27 a los 29 grados That was just for the lows Clearly that is not the translation That's nothing what she said But just imagine she did, right? <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah, yeah so you're both very distracted now. Watch this on mute, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, because this was one that you added late, right? Because I didn't see this before in the agenda. No, I no, think it's been, on, been on for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I saw this last to... week and just thought that's a great end story. Just to shove at the end, it's it's a meme, right? It's just it's just it's a shit post. Yeah, yeah. Well, to all viewers and listeners, definitely go and click the link and brighten up your life. <laughs> they've just watched it anyway I've put it in brilliant I'll probably even start the show with it because I got I'm pretty sure that's going to get a lot of um click through rates <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that's true that's true yeah one one of the comments is the number of people in this thread not getting this joke here is scary all right Do, are, are there actually people in there thinking that's actually what she said yeah, there's, there's some <laughs> BSV shiller who's saying bit BTC shillers are horrible. If you believe this is what she's saying, please don't have children. Uh, <laughs> don't ever trust subtitles. And it's just like, it's so ridiculous. And she's in front of a weather map. Why the fuck would she be doing that Bitcoin? <laughs> and then someone said, here, I speak Portuguese and confirm the captions are 100% accurate. Well, there we go. Uh, you wouldn't lie. This is the internet. You're not allowed to lie on the internet, we know. So This is Don, not Donald captioned spoken. This is not captioned um, accurately. Captain Obvious. <laughs> oh, dear. I love it. I love it. Yeah, this, is, this is climate change I can get behind. Whatever they come <laughs> up with in the coming months, do not comply. <laughs> well, I can continue to watch this on repeat in the background and understand what's going on in uh, Guadalajara. At the same time, <laughs> whoever did do the the captions is a bit of a genius because it, it really yeah. does. In that, like, what is it, thirty eight seconds or something? 
it kind of summarizes the entire entirety of what's going on and just <laughs> just absolutely nails it. It is. Absolutely. If anyone actually said that live on TV, I'd be like, oh, yeah. They're a bit of a wordsmith, whoever wrote this, because it's they they hit the nail on the head. And it's it's I almost was like, this is she's got it nailed here. And I'm like, oh well, yeah. hold on. She's talking about the weather. This isn't it about Bitcoin. Like, they got me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's a good set of um, subtitles, even if just it, it's almost like a, a sneaky way to orange pill someone. I reckon because you could send someone this video, mm-hmm. and they fucking watch it and go, "Is she really saying all those things?" It's like you read them, didn't you? <laughs> just because there's an attractive girl behind the words, you fucking read it. You got any questions about what she said? Supposedly, don't don't worry about yeah. whether she said it or not. Just let's assume she did. Do you disagree with her? And then you you into yeah. the conversation, aren't you? Like you kind of tricked him into reading or listening to the state of play of the the world right now. Because hundred percent, it's um, it's all spot 100%. on, other than the fact that she never said it. <laughs> um, talking of which, as well, my attempt of getting the fourteen year old to listen to the twelve year old that was on another podcast, just not not good. Not a good show. Uh, a time thing. The hour put her off. And I'm like, oh, you, um, what's the word? Just time, low time preference. Why don't you show low the, time preference? Why, why don't you show her the um, cartoon? So is that cartoon I was, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think that. it's all um, on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, because... Um, Ray Dalio has got a five-minute version as well as a, a 40-minute like version. It's a kid's Bitcoin one. I can't think what it's called. Oh, okay. there's, a, there's a whole series of it. I think we've had a clip of an episode on this before just talking about it as an idea. So I have to try and fish out what that is and just show me. Mm. I, might, I might even stick it in front of my kids. I'll be like, hey, a cartoon. Why is he talking about decentralization? What's that, Daddy? <laughs> Um, that's what comes up. Oh, yeah, Bitcoin explained easy as cartoon. Yeah. We'll see. Three and a half minutes. <laughs> bit shorter than an hour. Yeah. yeah. I might start brainwashing my kids that. already. I think it's the only way. When they, uh, and this was a key thing from that, because, and I do want to bring it up, is ultimately he said, like, all of us on this podcast, we've adopted Bitcoin, whereas for kids, it would just be their norm. You know, like streaming is their norm. They don't know much, if anything, of DVDs prior to that VHS. It's just straight away stream. Yeah, it'd be native. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but my kids. Like whenever we actually do watch live TV, like if I'm watching a football, they love the adverts because they never see adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. It's, it's weird actually. Yeah, I think I watched a bit of TV the other day. I can't remember why. Oh, it's the the message of watching some reality show. Yeah, it's just come back on, and like yeah, I saw some adverts, and you know what? I was transfixed because I've mm. seen an advert for about three years. <laughs> like yeah. oh wow, this is what an yeah. advert is. Because I've got all ad blockers on all my browsers and just don't never see an ad. And uh, and yeah, there's some quite cool ones. Was, I actually I saw a McDonald's one that was like Teletext. 
And I was like, oh wow. I, I get that. <laughs> I get that reference. I used to I used to use teletext back in the day. I'm like, I'm not sure how many people are gonna get this teletext ad, but yeah. I like it. Yeah, even if yeah. it is for Mackies, which obviously, you know, but yeah, it's yeah, it will be it will be interesting to see because I, I think at the moment fiat is still the native currency for, for the kids. Mm-hmm. But at least Bitcoin's around and hopefully there's there's some Bitcoin parents that are gonna make Bitcoin native to them growing up to go, this is an option. But unfortunately for the yeah. majority of kids right now, they're gonna have to find it for themselves because their parents are freaking less than useless. So we were having to put a lot of faith in the new generation coming through to find Bitcoin as, as money and, and adopt it properly. Mm. We'll see. We had, we had a story on last week, didn't we, where the meme on TikTok was men talking, of, thinking about the Roman Empire too much. So <laughs> maybe that little shred of light is turned, they, they, all those guys turned into Bitcoiners. Because if they're talk, look, looking at the Roman Empire, if you keep reading down that those paths, you end up in Bitcoin in the end. So who knows? Right, well, there we have it. That is pod 114 brought to you by the usual suspects, Mr. Orlin, aka the trillion dollar man, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the people's champ, myself, Sir Neverlock, aka the excellence of execution. Surprise, surprise, our ESG constant wasn't here. Mrs. No Show, aka Mrs. No Show. I think we weren't too controversial today. So we might be back with another episode next weekend. <laughs> Sorry, next week. But yeah, we'll see. Peace.